Welcome to the Fix Your Watchers podcast, where I own Stefan. Our mission is to equip, encourage, and exhort individuals through apologetics, fellow prophecy, and discipleship while emphasizing the gospel message. Pray that you are blessed by today's episode. Welcome to the Fig Tree Watchers, a special presentation as we get to interview Dwell.Truth, right? We're so excited about this uh, because it is awesome to have you on. We are big fans, uh, but more importantly, we're brothers in Christ. Mm. So uh, we uh, so appreciate you and love you so much. Uh, but before we do that, uh, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> been a long time coming. Would you, uh, Quick would you, uh, please. Bring us in prayer so we can get this thing started because we got a lot of questions for you. Oh, yeah. You're on yeah. hot seat with Fitness Watcher. Okay, I'll do that, yeah. Uh, Father, we just thank you uh, for the opportunity to interview our sister Mary. Uh, we just thank you for uh, just who she is, her energy, her, her liveliness on Instagram, on social media, how you're using her life and how you're using uh, Brother Stefan and I as well. Uh, we just pray over this podcast that uh, we definitely started uh, a little bit rocky, but we just asked for your hand. In it, Lord, uh, we ask that it just ministers to those who listen to it later after the fact that it's encouraging to them and that uh, we just have a good time in general. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And- well, the Chinese are definitely messing with the internet. Healthy <laughs> 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 oh, source. Going on. Nightmare. Nightmare at work and everything else today. So it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get started and we have put our faith in Jesus Christ. So we're going to ask some questions because we want to get to know you a little bit better. And uh, Io, why don't you start us out? Yeah, I think the first one is just to introduce yourself to the audience because we know you. We know you from Instagram, from your handle, dwell.truth. Um, so who are you? Where are you from? Not your address, but like, you know, state. Are you from France? Where are you from? Yeah, please, no social security number. Kenny's <laughs> government already has it. No personal info, yeah. I am. I'm on it. All right, y'all. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so honored. There's nothing special about me, so I just want everyone to know that. And tonight, as I just give you answers, this is about Jesus, and I just want to represent him well. And I know you guys do too, so I appreciate it, though. So this is fun. Um, so a little about me. Um, my name is Mary. We'll leave it at that. And I live in Tennessee. Lived here my whole life. Southern girl, if you can't hear it in my voice. <laughs> oh, you can. I am a wife. I have two little kids one in heaven so i'm excited to see my other baby that i've never seen in heaven and um i work full-time in healthcare, so i am in the nutrition field i get to do one-on-one counseling with uh, patients and it's a really rewarding job so um that's really fun and other than that i'm pretty boring so my livelihood only comes out on instagram <laughs> hard to believe <laughs> I'm pretty boring. Yeah. My routine is all I mean. And uh, active in my church and just, you know, love the Lord and love people. And I'm just one of those people that if I see something going on, I have to speak out. I just cannot stay silent. So that's kind of how I landed back on social media after a couple of years off. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, we also know that you're completely dishonest because I don't find you boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was, I was like, what? Boring? I okay. am y'all. All right. So that one's already on the table. Right. <laughs> I'm not calling her out already. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You're just no, waiting get all the all the DMs. How dare you? <laughs> Look, my wife just she stalks you, right? And she's really. She does? I, she I don't even know. Oh yeah. I don't know how to connect. 
she doesn't want anyone to start bombarding her with theology or um yeah i understand really separate from from me you know she's like i the last thing i need is to you know have a 12-point theological discussion on one scene oh yeah it's a lot sometimes it is yeah she just avoids it you know but she loves you she loves you she's always well i love her yep so awesome yep um what else? Uh, the next question that you have for is is your testimony. You know, I owe one and be one yeah, or interested. Christ, how did you become a believer upon Jesus Christ? This is the best story that I have. So, um, I grew up in a Christian home, so I have only good things to say about my childhood. Solid parents, they loved the Lord. Very faithful in church. Grandparents, but like the whole legacy. Aunts, mm-hmm. uncles, like. I know a lot of people don't have that experience. I'm thankful for that experience. So I grew up in church, heard the gospel a lot. I mean, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, I grew up Baptist. So um, anyways, it was when I was 10 years old. So I, I lay that out to say, heard the gospel at home, heard it through neighbors, everybody. But it was at 10 when the Holy Spirit convicted me personally. And so it was a Sunday night and um, our pastor was preaching on hell. That's another reason why I find it so important to preach the reality of hell, because that is the the night that I was convicted. Um, I realized as a 10-year-old, you know, you don't really feel like too much of a sinner maybe at 10, but you are one. You understand that. And um, I knew that if I died, I would be going to hell myself. And so I just went home that night and talked to my parents, prayed with them, and uh, believed on Jesus as my personal savior, not my parents, not my grandparents, but mine. And from that moment on, you know, kind of the rest is history. Just to give you the short story, I mean, that's how, that's the day I came to Christ. But um, started kind of growing through my middle school years um, in my walk with him, very active in the youth group and all that stuff. And um, in my teenage years, I completely rebelled. It's the prodigal son story. Um, I think I was just, rebelling in the sense that I always felt like this good church girl because that was my culture right and um got into partying alcohol you know immorality stuff and was just left so broken through that and it was around that time the Holy Spirit completely convicted me and I walked away from all that and my parents were such a vital roles thankfully i was still in the house i had not gone to college yet so it's kind of like my junior senior year of high school and i still had them so they completely grounded me took my car away i had to leave all the friends like i think if i had been in college it could have been a different story so i'm thankful for that and um that moment just like lit a fire under me now i've had seasons of lukewarmness now but um, kind of got back on fire in 2020, like a lot of people, when the global pandemic hit this world. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. I have walked with the Lord through many seasons, but all in all, He has blessed me so much. And I feel like because I've been given so much, I want to make sure I'm stewarding that well and giving that back to others. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that more. Your testimony sounds, I mean, I'm sure with people listening to this, it sounds like their testimony that people can relate, but that's definitely me as well. Not going to go through right now, but I, I definitely agree with you on that. And it's just amazing how 
Jesus just reaches each and each, you know, each one of us in a different, unique situation, different ways. Um, so it's always interesting for me to hear people's testimonies. Thanks for sharing, yeah, for being, you know, open to doing that. Yeah. Well, now I got to call out Io for dishonesty <laughs> because, you know, quite frankly, I've known him for what five years now, and you're a long time. Learn, you've never been Luke one. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hot see him, but not know. All right, okay. Oh man, uh, we gonna have oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Yeah. You've never been lukewarm. I know. Not one day in your life. I'm sorry. It's. Uh, I love it. That's awesome. But I will say, my testimony. Now I'm going to get into the hot seat. Is ironically the same thing. Raised in a Christian home. Yay. You know, pastor, dad, pastor, mom. Not literally, because what I mean by that is, dad was the pastor, but mom preached to us the other seven days of the week. <laughs> Amen. And so, and twice on Sunday after dad did. So um, it was constantly being preached at, and I, and uh, but mom would have never. I, I got to correct her when that mom would have been horrified if I had called her a pastor. <laughs> That's about. We got to be so life. clear. Oh yeah, scripturally yeah. carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to understand. But she did preach at us, believe me. So, but there's stages. We all go through the stages. Oh yeah, we do. Where I can tell you, I am a way stronger Christian now than I was back then and i understand fundamental truths about the holy spirit guiding me to all wisdom and truth and and that leads us kind of to the next question all right if the holy spirit's guiding you right how do you prepare yourself for prayer yeah what's your prayer life look like yeah right so share with us life my prayer life is just i mean i'm sure you've heard this before y'all but i truly mean it it is a continual conversation like i'm just walking with the lord it's a relationship it's not a we check in over here at this time, only one time a day, and then I'll meet you back tomorrow or in a week. You know, so I don't do that perfectly, but it has just become such a personal relationship that you just talk to him. You want you want his wisdom. And so I think what I would just say is what I have learned the hard way is sometimes we treat Jesus like we're the Holy Spirit, God, all the same. I throw them all in there the same, right? <laughs> um as a genie in a bottle, you ever done that with your prayers? Oh, yeah. Like, I need this, 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 this. Thank you for my food. <laughs> so it's just, I've learned a heart posture, like to start my prayer life. It's just humility. Like you just approach him with a humble heart and you realize you're talking to a holy God. You're boldly going into that throne room and there just, there cannot be pride in that. You really do have to come to a place of just, this is God and I am nothing. And so when you have that humility, that's where you can confess any sin, if there's sin that you need to confess and restore that fellowship. And then from there, just, you know, ask for, um, I, I daily ask for protection from from evil, from Satan, just protect my family, um, and then just inter intercede for others. But you can't really do that well if you're coming with your own agenda. I guess that's the best way to put it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I love the way yeah. you you see it as well. And I think some that's also important in terms of our prayer life as believers. I think you kind of touched upon it there uh, when you were talking is kind of not seeing it as some type of like checklist of, of what to do and like, or like seeing God as a genie in a bottle, but seeing him as the creator of the universe, right? And I feel like when you see it as that, it kind of makes a paradigm shift in your mind. It goes from, oh man, I got to, you know, check off this religious task, you know, on Tuesday and Monday or whatever into it turns into wow i get the privilege it's a privilege we we don't 
God didn't have to give us that privilege to talk with him, but we have that privilege of going fully before him. And when it, when you see it that way, it's like, oh my gosh, and I get to do this every day. I get to come before him, whether it's for a test or whether it's for a, my my child or whatever. I don't have children, but just an example here. So yeah, so yeah. it's just it's just great. It's amazing what the the opportunity we have in Christ and the freedom we have in him. Yeah. One thing I'd just add, um, you kind of reminded me of it. One thing I tell my husband this all the time. Because I remember when I was a little girl, my grandfather, they lived beside of me. And so he was out gardening and he lost his wedding ring in the, mm. in the dirt. And so he's I've like, Harry, I've done that. You've done that. I, I lost it. Hi. And I'm still paying the price for it. <laughs> oh, you never found it? No, uh, but he was, we got a new one, but she reminds me all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I understand that. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, in that moment, he was just like, Mary, let's just pray. And we did. And we found it, mm. you know? And so he just, as we do as parents, grandparents, whatever, and you're shepherding people, he just said, there's never anything too small to pray about. And that just has stuck with me so much that God cares about every detail mm. of our lives. And I try to just make sure I show that to my kids, even just when my husband and I, when there's something in our family we need to pray about, like, just take it all to him. You know, just take everything. So that's what I try to do. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I got to I got to say that that's pretty cool. All right. I here's the next question I've gotten, and then we'll go on one I, a couple of IO questions. Um, obviously, you're online, right? So, yeah. Do you share the gospel intimately with anyone online, and what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, it is more online. I will say offline. And I'll get back to that real quick. Offline, I am so shy. What? Unless, yeah. I mean, let me hear, let me hear me. Unless I'm in a conversation with someone, then then it flows. There's Jesus. We're talking about it. But I, I wish sometimes I was like that street evangelist, like out there just like with the microphone, going up to everybody. That's just, no. But that's not me, is all yeah. I'm saying. But in a conversation in the real world, there's Jesus talk, even at work. I mean, at work, you have to be somewhat careful. But if I'm asked, you're like, this guy, I'm I'm going to get fired one day. Yeah. But you just pray for, you know, the Lord of the rod, no matter what. But I mean, I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight at work. If I'm asked, I'm straight about it. But my point is in my day to day, I don't get those conversations a lot. I am trying to challenge myself to give out tracks more or like, grocery store but I really forget a lot of times because as a mom I have a million things I'm trying to do so I'm trying to be more intentional of like okay make sure you leave one or leave one at the restaurant do all those things you know but online is where I do the bulk of it and it's been really cool on Instagram because you're connecting with people from all over right and um so yeah it's more one-on-one conversations in your direct messages where I will share the gospel um, I will answer questions and have walked people through that. A lot of what I like to do on Dwell Truth is share, and you guys know it because you follow me, but share videos and teachers and share y'all and share people who know more than me. <laughs> I am not a scholar. Um, so that has, I've learned from other people, helped like point them to the right teachers. And that has opened up the gospel for some of them as well. So I hope that answer answers. You no, know, it, it 
It does. And by the way, that's yeah. the biblical role that I think women do. Um, yeah. I, I do think there's this misnomer that women shouldn't learn theology in the church. I think that that's wrong. It is wrong. Because right. they're teaching yeah. our kids. And how do you yeah. teach our kids if you're not teaching them theology and sound doctrine? You, as as the mother, need to know sound doctrine. Yeah. Or right. Teach kids. Uh, so I think that this idea that women shouldn't know theology is just bogus, right? But as much as I also am adamant that I believe that men should be preachers because that's the way the Bible outlines it, right? So why argue with God on that on that factor? But uh, yeah, I, I think that that's pretty interesting. You do do a fantastic job in sharing the gospel message in a funny way, too, by the way. Yeah. I'm <laughs> laughing at you. When it happened hysterically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't say at you. I'm laughing with you because Thank I get you. what you're doing. And I'm like, wow, okay, heaven's going to be really fun because, well, this <laughs> is going to be Comedy Central up there. No, and I'm, I'm you like, it's fun, y'all. I'm sorry. You do. You do. It is fun. It is fun. Yeah, great answer. But thank you. Yeah. And one of the questions I have for you, and I think this is a very simple one, very quick. Uh, what does dwell dot truth mean? I think I can kind of think about it like, you know, dwelling in truth, but like what 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 yeah. kind of got you to choose that name out of all the plethora of ideas you probably had? Yeah. I mean, that was it. There's nothing special about it. I mean, do what when I break the word dwell down, it means to live in. How I like to think of that word. And so, especially in the times we're in, um, there is so many lies and deception and we know the majority of people are not even in their bibles anymore and it's just if i'm gonna live anywhere in this really crazy rocky time it has to be solid in jesus in his word and just like i want my roots planted there so it's just a challenge i mean it's a challenge i guess i want it to be a challenge when people see the see the um the handle of just what does this mean dwelling in truth um, and it's a challenge for me to make sure that I don't get off track in this space. Like it holds me accountable to what I'm supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, yeah. And yeah. As a fellow content creator, it is so easy to get off track and to kind of lose the focus. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I got a quick follow up question to that. All right. Um, I'm going to surprise you here, but Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> the podcast that we're doing, Ephesians, which is basically. What it is, is living sufficiently on Jesus Christ. Have you listened to any of the podcasts on that? I have. I listened to this one today. I listened to the first two, I believe. And it's really good so far. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you get the idea that we are, how we're to live sufficiently in Jesus Christ? This is, do you think that as Christians, we're actually walking that out? Or do you think it's kind of like a lot of in-name only stuff that's going on in the church? How deeply do you... Because your your name's Well Dot Truth, so how deeply are we as the body of Christ should be, or are we committing to that idea of living in Christ Jesus? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I think there is a clear divide anymore that I'm seeing. Like there's there's a lot of people in name only, um, but there's also the remnant. And I think that divide of those who are really rooting themselves down in the word is becoming more clear. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Um, but the majority of Christians by name are not. I mean, the statistics just show that in and of themselves. I mean, how can they possibly be rooted in the word when they don't even believe the Bible to be inerrant? You know, so it, 
it's tough, but I do think there are those that are, um, or maybe just like me, like in 20, in 2020, I mean, I was rooted. I was, I've always been in church and had what I feel is pretty sound doctrine. I can always be challenged on that, um, in areas, but, um, I think people, and I think this is how God intended it at the end. Like it's to purify us as we yeah, see. Exactly. He's graciously giving us these signs to wake us up. So um, I think with that and just the time, the hour that we're in, people are realizing there is nowhere else to go but the Bible. Like, what is truth? That yeah. I'm doing a series of lives on that, just asking that question, like, what actually is truth anymore? And it's it's God's word. And I yeah. think that is a perfect segue to the question I want to ask, because I'm sure there's people listening, they're just kind of sitting on their head, just seats. When are they going to tell about prophecy? Because that's what you're known for. <laughs> that's what you're known for. So my question, one question I have for you is, what sparked your interest in Bible prophecy? I mean, for a lot of Christians, yeah. for a lot of people, it's just a crazy area, right? It's where those yeah. theorists go, those crazy people, uh, you know, dates and whatnot. So with all that background or, you know, misconception about, about prophecy, what sparked your interest in it? Yeah. Well, it started as a as a child, or I guess I guess more teenage years. Um, again, goes back to church and growing up in that. And my family always talked about Jesus coming and the rapture. I remember when I was probably middle school, I would always go out to the driveway at night, like our side driveway, and just sit there and look up at the stars and pray. And I was just just dreamy. Just when's the rapture happening? Yeah, Lord, you like them. I do that now. Yeah, me too. Even more. But you get into life and then, you know, yeah. life goes on. But anyways, um, so it started then. I do always give credit to my mom because she always had like great Christian book, this bookshelf. And I would just go in there and steal books. And she had Tim LaHaye's like original revelation book. I don't know if you guys remember that one. It's really cool. It's like a purple book. And I was just like, I love this, you know, and then We'd have like series about revelation and stuff like that um, and heaven at church. And so I just credit a lot of it to my mom. She gave me a lot of the charts and kind of brought me into that. Now, if she hadn't, I don't know what I would be thinking now because I wouldn't have had that groundwork. So with all that said, 2020 hit, all the conspiracies come out, right? I mean, they've always kind of been there, but it was like, boom. Yeah. And I got dragged into a lot of that because I was like panicking like what is going on and with all that said it was finally like the Holy Spirit was just like Mary you know just like knocking on my heart like you know what's going on this is the thing about it for me was okay this is global this is happening globally and it just took me back to prophecy so it's like I can't go down these conspiracy rabbit holes this is not the answer yeah the Bible has the answer and it forced me to get back in the word and really dig deep. And around that time too, like I, I've always been pre-trib, pre-millennial, but it forced me because there were so many different views, right? I know you guys are going through those views and it's great that it forced me to really study them and to, to make sure what I had been taught was solid. Like I just, again, don't want to just take my mom's word for it, even though I trust her. I want to dig deep and make sure this is the one that is solid and makes the most sense. And this is where you land or where I land uh, when I read the Bible literally, right? So um, 
that might have been a long-winded answer, but it oh, started man. to childhood. Yeah, man, that was beautiful. Yeah. Well, good. I, I'm just thankful. Again, I'm so thankful for that foundation because I had it to go back on. It just yeah. it just clicked at that point. Yeah, and I love yeah. that you know you got to a place where you're like, man, I I have to search it out for myself. And you know, for everybody listening to this, you you can't you know, uh, there's the saying that uh, God doesn't have grandchildren. So that's usually, you know, used to talk about salvation, right? You can't like piggyback off of your parents to be saved. And likewise, you can't piggyback off your parents or your mom to, you know, and replace that with your own personal in-depth study of the word. So it's so important for you as a person, as an individual to dig into it yourself. We often, me and Brother Stefan, and he's going to agree with this as well, even though we pump out these studies, we do, <laughs> he's like, no, I don't agree with it. Even though we pump out these studies, we always say, hey, it's not about us. Well, I'm pointing to Christ. Don't believe Io. Don't believe, you know, Brother Stefan just because he said, don't believe Io because it says it. Believe it because the Bible says it. That's what it ultimately yeah. goes back to. So, yeah. You know, my dad right. had a, a great statement for me. He said, don't put your faith in men. Don't put your faith in churches. Don't put your faith in pastors. And don't put your faith in me because I'm going to let you down. And I remember saying to him, Dad, you're never, you haven't let me down yet. I mean, when is this going to happen? I'm waiting. Yeah. Right. And he said, don't worry, I'm going to die. And then you're going to have a question and I'm not going to be there to answer it. That's when God's going to make you go to him and trust the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to go to the work. And I tell you what, that literally has prophetically come true. uh, What my dad told me, because I'm having to deal with a lot of the issues of theology and questions and i'm literally having to dive into the bible because i don't trust men as my dad said not to and i'm letting the holy spirit guide me to all truth yeah and that's why people are like man you're a hard nose on this stuff you know you're just there's no cut and dry and it's like there's not you either believe the word of god or you don't right and you don't believe the word of god what you're really saying deep down inside is god you're not really truthful yeah, you're a liar. And I'm going to create my image of you in my image. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to worship. Well, that's called idol worship. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. But it's right. I, I love what you said there because it's it's yeah. absolutely true. We have to let the Holy Spirit guide us to all truth. Yeah. 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 Brother, did you, uh, what other questions do we have? I mean, we, we still have a lot of questions to dive into. Oh, yeah. It was too many questions. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get through them all, and I'm really worried about this. Okay. So we talked about Bible prophecy. You, you kind of answered the next question, which is what motivates you to Bible prophecy? Obviously, it's, you know, Klaus Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> that evil man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, time is short. That is what motivates me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think I've said it a million times on Dual Truth, but like, what I just feel like, what else am I supposed to be talking about? It's such a witnessing tool. Um, I mean, obviously, what I mean by that is the gospel is what we need to be talking and preaching, but everything is converging. Time is short. We definitely don't know how long, but we can see we can see it happening. So. I have to be using this time to talk about it. So that's what motivates me to get up every day and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Time is short. We're in the season of the Lord's return. And that is so, so clear. Yeah, yeah I I think so. Yeah. Look, I mean, we, we had um, in the prophetic timeline, right? There's a lot as we believers are looking forward to the rapture, the millennial reign of Christ, the new heavens, the new earth. Um, what, do you, what do you look forward to the most? I mean, and why? I'm just curious. Yeah. Or just, let's let's yeah. just dream here for a moment, right? 
I think that's a fun, I mean, a fun question. Yeah. Um, truly the rapture because it kicks it all off. Yep. I don't get to the millennium until I get that glorified body and everything. That's the next event. And it's the event where I see Jesus face to face. I get a glorified body. I don't have to work out anymore. I don't <laughs> eat all my veggies. All this stuff. <laughs> um, and I get to see loved ones. Like, I cannot wait to see those people that have gone before me. So it's just, I'm so excited about it. And the Bible literally calls it our blessed hope. So that's what I'm looking forward to. The rest, I just feel like it's like icing on the cake. Whatever else you have for me, Lord, I cannot wait. But for me, it's just that thing that kicks it off, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah for me, I, I do look forward to the rapture as well, but I find myself dreaming a lot about the millennial reign of Christ. Like, I am like, yes. obsessed with it. And I even, <laughs> I even uh, I'm, I am currently working on, like, a short story, like, fictional series, literally based on the millennium. But I'm just, like, awesome. always and like, glorify bodies and, like, you know. And I always joke with my girlfriend, so I'm like, man, wait, maybe when we're glorified and we get to heaven, are we going to be able to like taste colors? And you know, that's that's where my mind goes, like dimensions and things like that. So. I need to dream a little bit more. That's not, <laughs> I, so boring. Yeah. No, 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 you're not. I'm just <laughs> my imagination is something else. So, yeah. But Stefan, you have, you have to answer this as well. What are you yeah, What are you yeah. usually most excited about? You know, you know, honestly, um, because I believe that in the glorified bodies, we're going to be able to travel interdimensionally. I want to ride a dinosaur. <laughs> I want to ride. I did not expect that. Thought he's gonna say, I, no, I want to no. go to the farthest, you know, planet. No, 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 this no. Crazy. I want to. I want to ride. Like, what? See, no man, no man can tame Bohemoth. What? Ride. I'm in a glorified body. I won't ride Bohemoth. Next question. Next question. Oh, you asked. I was just so, I am so excited. I would love that too. Like I any see. day, we'll go together. That's awesome. You got, you got your riding partner. I always be waving at you guys. Oh, I'm just gonna. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Winnie, you won't have anything to be afraid of because you can't die, right? I didn't say I'm right. <laughs> Come on, it would be the coolest thing to ride a, a sir. What is it called? A sir? A sir? Therein, I don't even know. There's T Rex. T Rex. It's not T Rex, but anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. Last thing. Like my little question, following up with this is because we now talked about the cool thing and the fun thing, right? Mm-hmm. Besides Kraus Schwab, what's really, really freaking you out right now? Yeah, oh God. And say There's Joe so Biden's mental capacity. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I said, please don't say Joe Biden's mental capacity. Oh, my God. It's censor. I won't do that to you. No, there's so many things at play, but I think just the digital currency side mm. is like, I don't know. It's that's just, so it's much. just, it's the system that they need that's going to control and track. So that, you know, it just any moment it feels like something mm-hmm. could just, I don't know, turn on, switch. Yeah. I don't know how much we'll see of that. So I think that's the thing that I'm just kind of watching. Yeah. I'm, what about y'all? I'm freaking out as a father. Like, how am I going to provide for my family? Exactly. Right, right, because that's the duty of a, a husband: provide yeah. for your family, hunting, yeah. gathering those things. What is because there's I think there's this misconception that everything's gonna be rosy and then the rapture happens, right? Right. And I truly believe things are gonna be like terrible. This is gonna keep, and then the rapture is gonna break out, right? Yeah. I do. The seal will it's gonna be even worse. Yeah. Right. It's gonna be even worse. Yeah. Right? So, um, I, I. I subscribe to the view very much that there's going to be a 
whole lot of persecution going on and a whole yeah. nightmarish of things going on before the rapture happens. And then it's really going to get bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not just going to pause and stop. Yeah. It's going to keep going. Yeah. So I, I think about that too. I, Brother Io's not married yet, doesn't have any children. So he doesn't have that burden of that every true. day worrying about your kids. Yeah. And yeah. do they know Jesus? And have you shoved enough gospel down their throat mm-hmm. for them to understand what the thing is? And have you preached at them enough? Yeah. Um, and, and people yeah. think I'm joking about this. I'm, I'm so concerned about my kid's salvation. I think that's like the highest priority for a parent. Yeah. And uh, I, I stress about it. I really do. Like, yeah. are yeah. the kids saved? I, I'm, I'm worried about it from the three-year-old to the 22-year-old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll, you know. I'll answer the question and then ask a follow-up question. And we have about five minutes left, so I'll try to speed it up. For me, um, I'm the kind of person where I can like, you know, just engage in the news, just take it in. Um, just hundreds of articles throughout the week and not really be phased by it. So I'm kind of interesting in that aspect. But I would say if, if there is anything that kind of freaks me out, it'd be um, what the World Economic Forum has been, quote unquote, warning about being the cyber pandemic. That's kind of like a lot. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the coronavirus pandemic. So they've been warning, quote unquote, about that since 2021. So that's something that's always in the back of my mind that I try to like, you know, prepare for and then pray for and things like that. But yeah, that's yeah. something. Yeah. And then last question here. Um is uh, what are your thoughts about AI? And as like a Christian content creator, like, do you think we yeah. should use it? Uh, if so, in what facets? So I was just, I was very curious about that. Yeah, that's tough. But what I will, I, uh, where I kind of land personally, I think it's, again, take your convictions to the Lord. But um, I feel like I want to stay as far away from AI as possible. And <laughs> um, I do, you know, obviously see it being, such or playing a huge role in the trib um the beast system is the control and track it's the image of the beast i really see it being the image of the beast talked about and i think it's revelation 13 correct 15 um so with that said now i haven't played around with a lot of it anyway or like to really even know to give an answer but if it's like okay you're making a photo i don't really see anything too wrong with that um but like chat GPT or writing your own blog post or like it just takes your God-given brain out of it. And I think we're to steward that well. And, and, and it almost feels like I would be a fraud (laughs) if I use, if I use that in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 We agree actually. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually were thinking about doing a future episode or ruling on AI specifically and just going through yeah. the nuance of that because we actually use it for content creation. I yeah. do use ChatGPT, but I agree with you in the sense that I don't use it to like create articles, for example. Like what I would do yes. is like, hey, here's a transcript of our, uh, you know, podcast. Give me 20 quotes. Like I use it for stuff like that to cut down like 30 minutes to two. Um, but yeah. in terms of creating whole content, like, you no, know, for the same yeah. as you that, that I want the Holy Spirit to guide me to be in that process. And if I'm dependent on artificial intelligence, I'm not dependent on God. So that is so important. Yeah, you're right. I, uh, my husband does web development, so he's in computers too. And we were having this discussion and he said, I mean, he showed me stuff that it does help you do on that side of things. Like just, just said, I don't know. I don't even know what he was doing. Okay. You type something in and then like 10 little props came up of like how you could the word something. I have no issue with that. Yeah. But it's, it's that other side that I think use caution yeah well we have uh we obviously have got to bring you back because we didn't even get to all of our questions 
So, I love it. Uh, this is good. But, but we want to thank you for coming on. And uh, we want everyone to know that if you don't know Jesus Christ, you can reach out to him today by just talking to him and saying, Lord, I'm, I'm, I need help. I need to know you. I need to understand you. And the Bible says that he is faithful and just to grant you the wisdom that you need without finding fault. So ask God today to grant you wisdom and to guide you to all truth as we spoke today. And the Holy Spirit will guide you. He will convict you of your sin, of your own righteousness, and he will show you the impeding judgment that if you don't turn to Jesus, what is coming as we warned about today. You can follow us on Instagram. Dwell.truth is on Instagram. You can follow her there. You can follow us at uh, www.figtreewatchers.com on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, on Telegram, and of course, on Instagram. And you can listen to this on all the major podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us today, and God bless everyone.